I'm Laura. If I haven't met you yet this morning, and I get the privilege to share with you this morning. But before I do, I would like every female to stand, please. All the ladies in the house, if you're able. If you're not able to stand, have the someone next to you lay your hand on you. I just want to release something over all the ladies this morning. Lord, I thank you for women today that you created us, that you made us. And this morning, I speak healing and hope over these women. Lord, today is Mother's Day, and for some, it's a great day, it's a cheerful day, and for others, it's a day filled with pain and heartache, and you care about that, and you meet us there. And so today, I want to declare restoration over hearts and homes. Lord, I speak healing over relationships with children. I speak to mothers and sons and mothers and daughters that there would be healing. Lord, I speak to moms who are right now in the middle of hard parenting. Lord, whether that's parenting littles or prodigals or children with challenges, and I speak hope and peace over them. I speak strength and joy over them and healing over their children. Lord, I speak to moms who are wanting to be moms. I declare open wombs. I thank you, God, that you plan life. Lord, I speak to mamas who have, who, who, where babies are already born and we're waiting to get them. Lord, I thank you for that we're going to be having, there's going to be adoptions and fostering mamas in here. Lord, I speak to grandmas who are mamaing, and I speak help and hope over them. Lord, every single woman in here, all ages, Lord, that have dreams and visions from you, we, get, we, we call them forth. Lord, I break up dry ground. Lord, things that have been buried in these, in these ladies' hearts, dreams that have maybe feel like have been crashed or, or given up on, I speak new life and new hope over them in Jesus' name. I declare that this is a year of return. That which is lost, that which has been stolen, returns. Dreams are restored and families are restored. I prophesy a Sarah, Anna, and Deborah anointing over the women in this house. Women of faith women of justice, and women of prayer over every single one of us this morning. Amen. Thank you. I, I, also, good morning. Also, a couple other things I, I would like to do this morning. Uh, uh, let's see. Esther, I just feel like the Holy Spirit wants you to know that he sees your tender heart. You have a very tender heart. And he, see, and he loves the fellowship with you. And your children rise and call you blessed. And so I just bless what the Lord is doing in your heart this year. And that tenderness, I just, I just, I saw your tender heart this morning. I felt like the, the Lord loves that about you. It's something that he has created in and for you. And so I just bless you in that this morning. And then my, my last thing this morning is actually for Megan. I got a picture of a dress, a pink dress with, in black. I walked around the room kind of looking for it, and then I came and sat down and looked up on the stage. And so I, it's for you. So this is what I heard. The Lord delights over you. The choices that you've made, some, are, some have been hard choices in your life, choices even of purity early on and all of that. And he honors and blesses you for being obedient 
because to to love him is to obey him and you have your whole life and you have loved him your whole life and he I just want to honor you and bless you in that and just encourage you that that he's delighted in you as a daughter this morning so amen yes give the Lord yeah that was Jesus thank you Lord all right, so I just want to say uh, to Dav, who is my awesome husband, thank you for giving me this opportunity this morning to share and encourage me um, pretty much like more, more than half of my life. He has been my number one encourager and saw more in me than I see in me, and I'm thankful for that. And really, this message that I feel that to share is because of him. Uh, it's, who, it's what he has done in my life, and it's what he has really made our home be our it's our it's our mantra it's our theology if you will and I'll talk about that in a minute so I want to honor and thank you for this opportunity and I just pray that the Holy Spirit will right away open your hearts to receive this morning and be ready so we're going to get our joy on this morning let's go (laughs) naturally okay here we go so, yes! Now watch when my mouth actually moves. <laughs> That's not me making that noise, it's a mask! Here, listen. love her. I know that video has been around for a while, and if you haven't seen it, you're welcome. But it has, it, it's, it's an older one, but honestly, it's one of my favorites, because seriously, she like won that year with joy. And it really exploded all over the internet. I think she even got late night guest shows and invited to, to all sorts of Star Wars things. But I was thinking about it at the, later on. It's because the world craves joy. We love to laugh. And we, and we do. We want joy. And she sort of was that real real life picture at that moment of someone who is a, is a laughing machine. I mean, she, the video is much longer than this. It, it's ridiculous. But she just she literally bought that for herself on her birthday and, and laughed at herself the whole time. I love it, too, because she loves Jesus, which I think is just such a neat testimony to the world, because that really is true joy that she has in there over that silly, dumb mask. But I am a big fan of joy. It is. It's a discipline in living out my faith. But scripture invites us and really commands us that we, we must be people of joy. And so this morning, I want us to look together at scriptures, and I would love to encourage and challenge us that we can live joyful regardless of our circumstances. And I know that most of us want to do that, and, and, and I hope today to encourage us to do that because we were made for joy. So joy is a choice like all the other decisions in our life. We must choose it. It's, it's an on-purpose decision that we must make. In 1 Thessalonians 5.16, it says, rejoice always. And Proverbs 17.22, 
most of us know this, a joyful heart is good medicine. And I want to read a couple of things. I'm going to kind of get a, be a little science geek nerd on you, but I just I always love it when science catches up with God. It's one of my favorite things. I think some of you know I introduced you to Dr. Caroline Leaf because I just love that she's a neuroscientist who's filled with the Holy Spirit. So that really was an exciting kind of new teaching for me. But this is some really neat science. That's they're actually it's not Christian science, so it's even more fun about how it's catching up. So I'm going to read some fun stuff to you this morning. All right, here we go. This is from the Huffington Post. So, yeah, laughter triggers healthy physical changes in the body. Joy and delight produce nitric oxide in our body, which provides a good flow of blood that equals the flow of life. All thoughts create a cascade of biochemical in the body and communicates with all the cells of our body. Therefore, if you have happy, happy thoughts, then your body will also feel lively. When you are joyful, the whole body benefits. People have a less chance of having heart attack. They have healthier blood pressure, lower cholesterol, and, dec and decreased stress levels. In Mind and Body magazine, they talked about ways that happiness is good for your health. And there's five studies that I just want to share with you because these studies have found that it makes our hearts happier and our immune system stronger, and we live longer. So here's the first one. Happiness and joy, happiness, joy protects your heart. In a 2010 study... Researchers invited nearly 2,000 people to a lab to talk about their anger and stress at work. Observers rated them on a scale from one to five for the extent to which they expressed positive emotions like joy, happiness, excitement, enthusiasm. And then years later, the researchers checked in with the participants to see how they were doing. It turned out that the happier ones were less likely to have developed coronary heart disease. In fact, for each one point increase in a positive emotion that they expressed, their heart risk, their heart disease risk was 22% lower. Happiness strengthens your immune system. This is really cool. 350 adults volunteered to get the cold, like to be exposed to the cold. So before exposures though, researchers called them six times in two weeks and asked how much of them had experienced, you know, some positive emotions, energy, energetic, pleased, a calm that day, whatever it would be just for that day. After five days in quarantine, everyone, the participants with the most positive emotions were less likely to have developed a cold. So here we go. Happiness combats stress. In that same study, the happiest participants had 23% lower levels of the stress hormone cortisol than the least happy. The level of a, yeah, okay, happiness also seems to carry benefits when the stress is inevitable. So stress was inevitable, but being happy, they were less. And stress cortisol, by the way, I, I imagine they were also a little bit skinnier because when we carry stress, yeah, okay. <laughs> happy people, happy people, this is a good one. Happy people have fewer aches and pains. This is science. I'm not making this stuff up. I mean, the science might be making that, but I don't think so. Okay. 2001, here we go. Unhappiness can, can be painful, literally, it says. In 2001, the study asked participants to rate their recent experience of positive emotions. And then five weeks later, how much had they experienced negative systems, like muscle pain, strain, dizziness, heartburn, etc.? So the people who reported the highest level of positive emotion at the beginning actually became healthier over the course of the study than those that were unhappy in this, their counterparts. The fact that their health improved over five weeks suggests that the results aren't merely evidence of people in a good mood giving rosier ratings of their health than people that were in a bad mood. So here's my last one. This is really cool. Happiness lengthens our lives. All right? 
in perhaps the most famous study, I just think this study is so cool, of the, the most famous study of happiness and longevity, the life expectancy of Catholic nuns was linked to the amount of positive emotion that they had expressed in this auto, autobiographical es essay that they wrote as they were entering the convent. So in their early 20s, they would write this, this essay. Researchers combed through their writings for samples of expression of feelings like amusement and contentment and gratitude and love. And in the end, the happiest nuns lived seven to 10 years longer than the less happy nuns. So science is catching up with God. It's really doing that. We can live happy and healthy lives. Our bodies really do depend on that. Laughter is good for our bodies. In fact, I heard a testimony a few years ago from um, Benny Johnson. I was in a service that she spoke, and she was having adrenal failure, adrenal fatigue, one of those two. I think it was adrenal fatigue. And she was sharing in ways that she found where she received healing from that, of course, obviously the Lord, but also by doing certain things. And one of them specifically was laughing on purpose, laughter. She just found things to laugh about and literally healed her adrenal fatigue. It's pretty cool. So we really must set our hearts on joy, like a thermostat in our home when, or in our work or in our office, wherever you are that you would set a thermostat. We need to set it on joy because really I can't afford not to choose joy. Ours, because we are the gatekeeper of our house, our homes, our life, our children, the, it's our choice to keep joy on at all times. In our house, Dav, we call it, it's, it's joyology is our word for it. I think he made it up, or I'm going to say that he did, but it is. It's like, it's, a the, it's, it's our theology, it's how we live, because we decide that we cannot not choose to have joy in our home. So when we keep our heart on joy, our mind on joy, our thoughts on joy, then we don't dwell on what we don't yet see, right? That's right in front of us. It's hard to sulk and pout and keep our joy on. It's, it is. In fact, on laughter, laughing on purpose, you might think, well, that sounds silly or dumb. It kind of is when you first start out. It does feel kind of fake, maybe. But honestly, like, everyone started laughing with this crazy Chewbacca lady. And, I mean, it was dumb. But we laughed. And, and you just added some years to your life. And, by the way, something that I thought was so cool that you all did, or you were just really fast, let me tell you what you guys did when you just laughed for those few seconds. Uh, you burned 80 times more many calories as you would if you were just sitting there resting. Yeah. Yeah, you're welcome. Your heart and lungs got stimulated. Yeah. And here's this. Your diaphragm, facial muscles, and internal organs all bounced around at what's called internal jogging. So you're welcome. Right? Yeah. Okay. No, but Dav would have us do this thing or when we used to all, when the kids, all four kids, we have four kids, and when they were all younger, we'd all be in the car together driving them to school, and he'd have us do this like, pr like laughter on purpose in the car. I mean, I think Ben and Emily probably at the time were like, this is ridiculous and crazy, but we just would. Out of just nowhere, you just start laughing. But really, it's just setting your day, it's setting your heart ready on joy. It's changing, it's changing really the atmosphere in your, in your vehicle, in your office, wherever it is. So yeah, get your laugh on. Okay, so this is the deal though, because the devil, he doesn't like joy. He in fact hates laughter. I thought it was interesting this week. I don't know how many of you are on social media, but my son has a blog and he didn't know what I was thinking about this morning. I was kind of ticked off at him actually on Wednesday when he posted that. I was like, he's putting my message out there. But he, he, in his blog, he talked about the joy of the Lord is my strength. 
And he even said in there that I talked about how the devil, devil tries to steal our joy. Joy is a big deal in our house. It should be a big deal in your house. It's a big deal. And so it's so important that we realize and kind of it's a decision, but it's also a decision to kind of keep safeguard because, because he is. The devil, he's sneaky, and he finds ways to keep us out of joy. I heard Jimmy Evans say this about the devil, that he's the hurt whisperer. Every time we are hurting, he speaks into our pain, and he's stealthy. It's not like it's an obvious thing, but when we're hurting, he, he, he joins that hurting party, that pity party, because he doesn't want us to have joy. He doesn't want us to overcome. He doesn't want us to have hope. And so really, for me, I have to make that decision, sometimes on a daily basis, like you, to shut that mouth of the accuser and decide I, my, the joy of the Lord is my strength. I was reminded this week by my nine-year-old how, how the devil is kind of sneaky in that way, or, or I, I don't know that I would give him... I had a... He wrote a Mother's Day card, my favorite memory with my mom. Some of you moms, if you have littles, you got those silly fun things, you know. They make me food. I mean, everything he says that is his favorite thing about me is usually something about that I make him food. And I don't really cook good, so it's really awesome. But he, <laughs> he might have even said ramen noodles, so shh. <laughs> but anyway, what he said on there, some favorite memory, was, was actually, as, for me, something that, was, that, that I had not had joy about. I didn't have good memories of what what of this particular situation. We had gone on a trip, and it, for me, it, I had some uh, hard times, and it wasn't good. And I kind of even wanted to just kind of forget about it. You know, I, if if that ever happens for you, if the circumstance, you just like you know, I'm just gonna forget about that. It wasn't what I thought it would be. An expectation wasn't met that I thought would be met. And so here he writes this thing, and it, it kind of wrecked me a little bit because I thought I really let the devil steal that week from me. Because for this kid, and this was like a year or more ago, that was one of his favorite memories for about, was what we had done together that week. So I, I just want to implore you to just shut that mouth of the accuser and don't, don't let him rob your joy because I need to decide to get my joy from and in the Lord, his presence, his promise, his faithfulness, his truth. Then I have a direct and immediate source and reason for my joy, regardless of people, regardless of circumstances or conditions around me. If you are filled with joy, joy comes out your mouth. Yeah. So this, we talk about love tanks, but I'm talking about your joy tank this morning. It's time to get your joy tank full and keep it full. Okay? So when we fill our ears and thoughts with things, whatever we fill our ears and thoughts with, right, we know comes out our mouth. Filling it with gratitude and testimony and God's word, well, good's going to come out and joy is going to be in your heart. Dav always says you cannot rejoice and complain at the same time. I can't rejoice and be bitter. I can't rejoice and criticize. I can't rejoice and be negative. I can't rejoice and be afraid. And I can't rejoice and give up. But I can rejoice and be grateful, rejoice and be hopeful, patient, kind, gentle. I can rejoice and be bold and fearless and generous. And with joy, I can persevere. Gratitude, scripture, and testimony helps me, and I hope to encourage it will help you to keep your joy on. Madam Blueberry, she's one of my favorites in the VeggieTales. If you don't know VeggieTales, I'm sorry. But Madam Blueberry says it best. 
A thankful heart is a happy heart. Gratefulness is the gateway to joy. I encourage you, make a list of things to be grateful for and meditate them. Meditate on those things daily or hourly. Sometimes you might need to do it hourly to keep your joy on, to start this. It's not about being fake. It's about being fervent. Like any habit that we want to do that's a good habit, we have to practice it. We have to actually make it a routine. For me, it's a routine. I must protect my joy, and I must choose joy. It's an on-purpose spiritual discipline. It's not just like, oh, I'm just going to be so happy today. It doesn't matter what happens. It's the, you know, we, we don't know what the day will come. We don't know what, what's going to happen in front of us, but ha- what our attitude needs to be is no matter what happens in front of us, the joy of the Lord is my strength. My joy doesn't depend on how you treat me or how you don't treat me, or if a situation didn't happen the way I wanted to, or if my son isn't healed yet, or if my headache is returning, whatever it would be, the joy of the Lord is my strength. It's a spiritual discipline that I must choose. First Chronicles 16.34 says, Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. In Philippians 4, 6, do not, be, do not be anxious about everything, but in every situation give thanks. Gratefulness kind of gets our minds off our own problems. When we thank the Lord for the things that he's done and thank him for the things you want him to do, it's, it's hard not to just kind of have a little joy in your heart. All right, I want to read Psalm 100, and I'm going to read it out of... I just forgot what this is called. Oh, the Passion Translation. Thank you. I love the psalm I, I, in, in this translation. I've, I haven't read all the books in, in, the, in the Passion Translation, but I will tell you that Psalms is bomb diggity, and it really is. Wait for it. You're going to get excited just like me. Of course, I'm not suggesting that you head away from the NASB. That is Heritage's only true uh, version whatsoever. However, for Psalms, I think... I think it's okay that you try the passion translation. Okay. Okay. Psalm 100. Praise God. Lift up a great shout of joy to the Lord. Go ahead and do it. Everyone everywhere. As you serve him, bring your gift of laughter and be glad as you worship him. Sing your way into his presence with joy. Try to realize what this really means. We have the privilege of worshiping the Lord, our God. He is our creator, and now we belong to him. We are the people of his pleasure. Come right into his presence with thanksgiving. You can pass through his open gates with the password of praise. Come bring your thank offering to him and affectionately bless his beautiful name. For the Lord is always good and ready to receive you. He is so loving that it will amaze you. So kind, it will astound you. And he is so famous for his faithfulness toward all. Everyone knows our God can be trusted, for he keeps his promises to every generation. Isn't that fantastic? He keeps, yes. So giving thanks, praising the Lord, filling our mouths with praise for him changes our attitude. It's really the best attitude check. I, growing up, my mom used to say, you need an attitude check. Adjust your attitude. Doesn't that surprise you a little bit that I need an attitude check? But anyway, <laughs> I did. But it is. Gratefulness is the best attitude check that we can give ourselves. Rejoicing and gratefulness release breakthrough. 
I encourage you that if you're going through something that you're continually battling, I don't know what it would be, whether it's physical or spiritual, rejoice and be thankful. Rejoice and be thankful. Not for the circumstance. I'm not silly like that. Thank you, God, for giving me this headache so I can learn to rejoice. No. Thank you, God, for the goodness of helping me pay my bills. I mean, find things to be thankful for and speak them out loud. Or Because joy, what we do know about joy, and if you don't know, I'm getting ready to tell you, but I hope you know, it's a fruit of the Spirit. <laughs> it's a fruit of the Spirit. So this is the deal. The more Holy Spirit you have in you, the more evidence of fruit of joy coming out of you, right? It's so good. One way that the, one of the ways that the Holy Spirit helps us is by giving us the supernatural joy in life situations. This divine joy, it's not the same as just that mere happiness that's based on circumstance. Like when I got a free amazing purse given to me, I screamed and squealed. Or when I pulled up outside, I mean, this might be supernatural joy. I don't know. It is a beautiful purse, but I'm joking. I'm joking. But when I pulled up outside and saw the building painted, I screamed. That's happiness. That's, that's great. You know, if I pulled up outside and it wasn't, or somebody did something, you know, that's so mere circumstances is happiness. This is different. This is joy. Circumstances are based on circumstances and they are fleeting with emotion, but joy is unaffected by outward circumstances. We as believers understand that joy and happiness, they're not the same. Happiness is when we feel, you know, things are going awesome. Life is grand, all that kind of stuff. Joy, on the other hand, it's a deep sense of pleasure, delight, gladness, and well-being that's independent of my circumstances. It's a deep conviction that not only knows that God causes all things to work together for those who love him, but in joy is the sense of delight that God can cause our hearts to smile even when things on the outside are falling apart. In all, of life's, in all of life's circumstances, it's value for, valuable for us to ask ourselves, am I relying on happiness or does my joy, my strength come from the joy of the Lord? Joy isn't human-based that comes and goes, but it's true and divine in origin. And the joy of the Lord is my strength. I've heard my whole life, but really became real as we walk through, most of heritage know, as we walk through contending for Benjamin's healing. That's why it's so important. I mean, I wouldn't say that's why, but it's one of the reasons why it's so important in our home, that we joy on purpose. The joy of the Lord is our strength. It's your strength because we do live on earth. Things aren't, you know, matching up to what we want it to be. We haven't had the baby that we thought we were going to have. We haven't had the healing that we thought would come. We're still contending for something. We're still believing for great big miracles. And in the meantime, the joy of the Lord is my strength. I just decide. I get up and I help my kids with what they need help with that day, right? The joy of the Lord is my strength. I want to share three examples of joy. Uh, two come from the Bible and one comes from a superhero. Oh, you haven't heard of her. Yeah, some have. All right, so this first one is actually the people in Thessalonians uh, in that chapter, they were under great persecution at the time, yet in the middle of all of this, they continued to experience great joy. In fact, theirs was supernatural joy due to the Holy Spirit working inside of them. Paul even called it the joy of the Holy Ghost. Who wants some of that? Mm -hmm. I love that. That's fun. Uh, my second one is my superhero. Uh, I, I don't want to be, well... 
So it's a tender story for me to share, and I'm going to just sum it up. But her name is Vivia Perpetua. And she, by far, is probably one of the biggest female superheroes that I have read about. And I just want to share, you, share with you her story. I'll summarize it. And it was the year 203. And the Roman emperor, I don't know how to say his name, Cerverus, whatever, he had issued an edict that, was, that, predict, that prohibited his people from becoming Christians. Christianity was prohibited. So as a result, there was a great persecution that swept Europe and North Africa. And many believers in Christ were being imprisoned and executed for their faith. One of these martyrs was a young noblewoman named Vibia. She was very young. And she wrote and recorded much of her process leading up to her martyrdom. Martyrdom, Yeah. Uh, she had committed herself to Christ early in her adult life, and she was a young mother with an infant son, having just given birth to her infant son, when she was captured and imprisoned. And at the time, her family begged her, just begged her, don't, for, the, for your son's sake, deny Christ. You know, you, you're a mother. Please don't do this. Yet, when she stood before the Roman prosecutor, she boldly proclaimed herself to be a Christian, and this is what it says, with a sense of joy, accepted the sentence of being thrown to the wild beasts. Days leading to her execution, she had dreams and visions that confirmed to her that she would suffer for Christ in death. It is said she had courage and joy as she faced death. I, that, that's a, a real short summary of, of her amazing story, and I, I really encourage you to, to read about her. But for me, it just it was this tender but poignant like, conviction that she is a, she's a mom of a young, a young kid, and with joy on her face, she said yes. I mean, I think we all would. We, we'd all stand and say, yes, I, you know, I believe in Christ. But this is just such a powerful example of, of, of facing death with joy and courage for Christ's sake, not to deny Christ. So she's definitely a superhero in my book. And then my last and final example in Scripture is Paul in prison. We know that he worshipped. The joy of the Lord was his strength. He chose, if you will, joy. Despite what was happening, his current circumstances, he was in jail, literally, in jail, not like in a, you know, sometimes we're in emotional jail and stuff, physically in jail. And, and bes- bes- <laughs> perhaps all of that, because it bes- d- d- even though his current circumstances weren't good, he rejoiced in the Lord and worshiped. And it was actually while he was in prison that he wrote the book of Philippians, which is called the book of joy. So he chose joy. And I wanted to give, let me read this scripture verse here. And then I wanted to give an example of of rejoicing and keeping your joy on that. In Philippians chapter 1, this is some summaries of that. For I am confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will perfect it until the day of Jesus Christ. For to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. Make my joy complete by being of the same mind and maintaining the same love, untied in spirit, intent in one purpose. Do all things without grumbling or disputing. Finally, rejoice in the Lord. Forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead, I press on to the goal of the prize of the upward call of, call of God in Jesus Christ. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. He got his praise on in the middle of his circumstances. He rejoiced. That's what I'm going to say. He got his joy on. For me, be, this became more real, and it always, I, I, 
I love worship music, and I, I'm going to talk to you about some, it, it, I want to close and give you some examples of ways we can change the channel and, and help ourselves with joy. But a few, a couple of months ago, uh, in February or so, we, Benjamin, he, no, no explanation or whatever, but basically had a bleeding ulcer. We didn't know. And so we ended up at the emergency room and they took really good care of him. And it was a couple of weeks of a process. And, you know, you just, you, you turn on your, we got this button or, or switch and everything was good. And in fact, during the hospital, just, you know, sweet, we kept worship music on in the room and just sweet atmosphere and all of that. But what happened for me personally, I found myself a few weeks later in a, I don't know the right word, but sort of in a whiplash or just a fog, let's say. I was in a fog. But he's home. He's fine. He's, everything, was, everything was totally fine. But I, I wasn't. And I, I couldn't. And I knew the thing that frustrated me was I knew how to get myself out of this, but I couldn't or I didn't or I wouldn't. I don't know how to explain it. But I just was, it was like things were passing by. I felt, I felt darkness. And so one, uh, one of the afternoons or mornings, I was in the living room and I was, I had Michael W. Smith's new worship album had just been released. I think it was the day it got released. I bought it and I was playing it and I just was, just began weeping it, they're on this, uh, it's, and I, I, it's the song, is it called Battle? Surrounded. Surrounded. It's called Surrounded. And it's how I felt. I was like, he's singing how I felt. I, I, I just, I, it's, it, the line says, it's my favorite song probably right now. I have a lot of favorite songs. This is one of them. But uh, it says, it may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. And I just, it, I broke. And that was it. I was like, I got my praise on. Because the, and he literally says, this is how I fight my battles. And he did. I, I felt surrounded. I couldn't explain it, but I just, I felt surrounded. But then I got this magical picture of being just, I, but I'm surrounded by him. And really, I'm not trying to sound like spiritual kook here, but I just felt like angels were surrounding me. And so it, it, that became like, no, this is how, this is how we fight our battles. We, we praise, we worship, we rejoice anyway. And it did. It just, it pulled me out. It pulled me out. Proverbs 10, 28. Oh, excuse me. First John 15, Jesus tells us that he is the vine and we are the branches, that he loves us like the Father loves us. And then in verse 11, he says, I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and your joy may be complete. Proverbs 10, 28, the prospect of the righteous is joy. I got some scriptures here for you. I'm going to keep reading here. Psalm 47.1, clap your hands, all you nations. Shout to God with cries for joy. Are we a nation? Yes. Clap your hands. Ro Thank you. <laughs> Romans 15. <laughs> Romans 15.13, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. This is the thing. Scriptures help you keep your joy on. Reading God's word helps us keep our joy on. Testimony, because what he did then, he'll, he does now. Because what do we know? He's the same Holy Ghost. He's same. What he did in scripture, he does now. What he did in your life before, you know that thing he rescued you from before, he's going to do it again because he's the same. This is what I know. He's the same. So when I read, meditate, scriptures, testimonies, even from the past, whatever it might be, I, I'm encouraging myself. 
It's encouraging me. I get blessed and then I have joy knowing he's going to do the same. So this is what I want to say. Change the station. Turn it off. Turn off your thoughts. I tell my son, my kids this sometimes. Just turn, the way to turn off your thoughts is to actually say something out loud. We know this, right? So say a scripture out loud or a truth out loud. If, you're, if your brain and your thoughts are overwhelming you and usually they're negative, we just need to speak out loud because our, our, we can't think and talk di- something different at the, at the same time. So I want you to do that. Speak scripture. Speak truth. Put worship music on. For me, that's, that's a big, that, that, that helps me in that moment. Worship music on. Listen to it. Read testimonies. Look for them. I have two books that I want to tell you about if you're looking. Because for, honestly, for me, maybe if you're not right now seeing, we have lots of testimonies here at Heritage, which is fantastic. But in your, in your weekly life, if you're not, if you need something to read that's edifying other than scripture, you definitely should read scripture. But testimonies are amazing. I love testimonies. Because I want to say, I'll take that. I can take that. I'm not taking it from you. I'm taking it for me, right? So here's two books I want you to think to remember. Um, there's, I'm sure, many, but these two are special for us. We read them as a family, and so I'm sharing them with you. Azusa Street, they told me their stories, and it's by Tommy Welchel, if you're looking for that. It's an, an amazing book, literally, of just full-on testimonies of Azusa Street from the kids, from the kids that were there. It's awesome. And then another one that we're currently reading is I Believe in Miracles by Catherine Coleman. Really cool. I'll tell you that one is old writing, so you might have words in there we don't say now sometimes. <laughs> but but the testimonies you can grab for yourself. And as you as I, I think you guys we know this at Heritage, but even if it's not directly speaking to your situation, when we see and hear what God is doing in someone else's life in someone else's marriage, in someone else's body or finances, we rejoice. I get so excited when I hear about that someone gets a, the, bought a new house or bought a new car or got that job that they wanted or is pregnant, whatever it would be. We rejoice and we have faith and we know he'll do the same for us. With this supernatural joy, we can persevere. With joy, we can stand, we can hope, and we can rise. So rejoice, because the joy of the Lord is your strength. Amen. Let me pray for you this morning. Would you stand? Thank you, Father. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you speak to us, and I thank you that you love us. And I invite you now to come and heal hurts, heal wounds, heal areas in our life of, of places that we have not seen, that we feel are dormant and haven't seen fruit. I ask that you would fill us anew because when, you, when we're filled with the Holy Spirit, we're manifesting your fruits, all of them. We want them all, love, joy, peace. So would you fill us again this morning, each individual, and then us as a corporate church and help us, Father, to practice this discipline, this spiritual discipline of choosing joy, that that our joy does not change because the circumstances around us are still the same. But we declare and decide that you are good, that you've been good, and you will be, continue to be good. So we thank you, Jesus, for your love, and we thank you for this joy. 
We thank you that we have hope because of it. I ask today you would just bless your people with joy. Thank you, Father. Amen. Listen, we love you guys today. Thank you for being here. Thank you to all the ladies in the house. Happy Mother's Day. We bless all of you today. Have a fantastic Sunday. Bye.